a bunch of interesting cases about uh, someone who right now uh, can uh, participate in Korban Pesach, but there is a problem because they're in a situation where at night they may or may not be able to participate in Korban Pesach. They're not sure. So in these cases, when they are allowed to uh, have someone prepare Korban Pesach for them, uh, because uh, the likelihood is that they will be okay. Uh, so we have five categories uh, here. Ha-onen. Onen means someone who lost a loved one on that day. Uh, so let's say, for example, they lost a loved one in the morning. And then the, they're going to do, uh, they're participating in Koban Pesach, which will be performed at 3 p.m., the slaughter and all that. And then but the, uh, the burial will not be till 4 p.m. later on. And so as an, as an onen, they may, not, they may not participate and eat kodashim. But that's not the problem, because by the time the night comes, there'll be an avel, and avel can. Uh, the, uh, the problem is they're not sure if during the burial, they will need to uh, handle the body and become tameh, or if there's other people there that will do it, and he can remain tahor. So uh, since he, there's a good uh, likelihood that he will remain tahor, Therefore, they are allowed, his, his other, other people are allowed to perform the Koran Pesach on his behalf, and he fulfills his obligation. Second category, mefakech et hagal, if a house fell on someone, we're not sure if they're alive or not underneath, and uh, you are the searcher looking for them, and so now 3 p.m. comes along and you're still searching for the body, and you don't know if it's there or not. So um, right now you're tahor, you think you're tahor, but then once you find the body, hopefully the person will be alive and that will, but that way, hopefully for him and also for you, that way you'll be tahor and you can participate in Kuman Pesach. But there's a chance that you may find the body and it will be, uh, and it will, it will be dead. And there, then uh, sadly for him and also for you, you will be tameh and not be able to. But since uh, right now, the likelihood is that you'll be tahor, you can participate. If someone that was in jail and the, and, uh, the government said, we will uh, let you out of jail later on on the 14th afternoon. So right now you're in jail and you can't get there. You have to eat it in Jerusalem and the jail is outside Jerusalem. So right now there's no way for you to get there. But the likelihood is that you will get out of jail and get to Jerusalem so they can, uh, other, others can uh, do shechita for you. Someone who's sick or old. Right now they are able to eat, but there's a chance that they may become sicker and then they will not be able to eat a, uh, a kezayit uh, of meat. Uh, so nevertheless, we hope that they will, be, they will remain, uh, uh, not, they will not get worse. They will uh, remain somewhat healthy and be able to eat. So they're all good. However, there is some limitations on them. Al-Kulam. However, you, they should not be the only person participating in that registered for that Korban Pesach, because it's a, there is a, a chance that they will be ineligible. And if they're ineligible, then we're going to have to burn that, that Pesach. So it, neither as an individual nor as a group, you shouldn't get do a Korban Pesach for 10 people who currently are, are in jail, right? Because maybe they'll get out, but maybe they won't get out. So you should involve other people that for, that have a, are for sure will be okay. And that way, even if the person remains in jail, the Koban Pesach itself will be uh, valid and edible by others. Shema We don't want them to invalidate the entire Koban Pesach. 
אם אירא בהן פסול, פטורין מלעשות פסח שני. In all these cases, since at the time that they performed the Koban Pesach, they were eligible, right? They were healthy enough to eat. So even if they became uh, 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 sicker later, uh, nevertheless, the Korban is valid and it was done on their behalf. So they fulfilled their mitzvah of Korban Pesach in Nisan, so they do not have to do Pesach Sheni. Except for the one that's looking for, for the body. Because he's walking on top of the rubble and uh, the tumah of the body goes all the way up, even if he's not touching it directly. And so that person, if it turns out that the, that the, the person they were looking for has died, then that would mean that they probably died even before they prepared Koban Pesach. So that person, the searcher, was already tameh. And so he was ineligible at the time of the slaughter. So that person never actually got to do the Korban, uh, did the Korban Pesach at all. So he would, in some cases, have to do Pesach Shini. Gemara will elaborate further. Gemara. Amada Babad Huna. Okay, the limitation that we brought in the Mishnah that said that if uh, you, you should not make a Koban Pesach only for someone or a group of people that are in jail, because who knows if they'll really get out or not. That's only talking about if it's a jail um, that's run by uh, the non-Jewish government. Uh, then we don't know if we can trust them. They said they can go out, but maybe they'll change their mind. But if it's a Jewish jail, like today in, Israel, in modern day Israel, right? If someone's a, a, a criminal, they go to jail, they're jailed by Jews. Uh, and so the Jews, and, the, and they say you can go out, then you can be sure that they will really let, let you out. And that, and that, and that, in that case, uh, you can do the Koban Pesach even on your own with no, with no other non-free people uh, in the group. Because since once they promised, we can rely on it because uh, the remnant of Israel will not uh, speak lies. All right, that would be actually uh, appropriate. You know, he was uh, he was bound in jail, and now he's free. He can really celebrate Pesach, right, as uh, uh, experiencing what it's like to be newly free. So it might be even uh, even better for him. And even when we talked about the non-Jewish jail, that's only if it's a jail that's outside of Jerusalem, which is defined as outside the wall of a place called Bet Page. Bet Page was a village that's adjacent to Jerusalem, but that had a wall and eventually became part of and attached to Jerusalem. However, if it's if the jail is within the walls of Bet Page, and certainly if it's in Jerusalem proper, then you can do Shechita for him, even if it's a non, if, even if it's run by non-Jews, because even if he stays in jail, you could still bring him Korban Pesach in jail. There's no reason why someone in jail can't eat Korban Pesach. The only problem is he's not in Jerusalem. If he's in Jerusalem, fine, that'll be his, uh, his jail meal uh, if, they, if they allow him, if they allow people to bring him food. And that would be okay. All right. Lefichach imera. So um, therefore, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if disqualification happened, uh, these, the people on this list do not bring Korban Pesach Sheni because they were eligible at the time of Shechita and Zerika. So regarding the person who's searching for a body, um, and he's the exception, he does not bring Pesach 
he um, is he is not exempt from Pesach Sheni um, because he he, um, he may be he may have been tameh during during the Korban Pesach Rishon because he's searching for it. If it turns out that it was in fact a dead body, then he was already tameh. So this only applies to if the, if the pile of stones was big round pile of stones, because in that case, generally a person starts searching from the top, he climbs up to the top and he's standing on the whole thing. So if there was a body anywhere in there, he, he, has, he did stand on it and he did, definitely became Tameh before the Koban Pesach. Haval agal aroch patur milasot Pesach sheni. But let's say if it's a long a, a pile of stones, right? That goes uh, right many feet long. And so now he's going, he's starting from the beginning and going, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and uh, taking out the stones one by one. In that case, he was not on top of all of them. So it's likely that he, even if the person was found uh, not to be alive, it's likely that he was never actually standing directly on top of the body. So therefore, at the time that they did Kwan Pesach, he was probably Tahor. So in that case, he does not have to do Pesach Sheni. Emma um, Tahor, right? During the t- when they did Shechita, he probably was Tahor. Tanya Namehachi, we have another Braita that proves that that is in fact the case. Rabbi Shimon ben Osher, Rabbi Yochanan ben Rokomer, Mefakeh, Bagal, Aitim, Patur, Aitim Chayav. Someone who is searching for, uh, who is uncovering stone, searching for a body. Sometimes they do not have to do Pesach Shani, sometimes they do have to do, uh, perform Pesach Shani. Kesad. If it's a big round uh, uh, mound of stones, because he's on top of, of, of everything. So if there was any, anybody there, he was definitely on top of it. But if it's long and uh, narrow, then then he was not on top of the whole thing. And um, at the time when they did Kaban Pesach, he's probably okay. All right, next Mishnah, En Shochatin Ta Pesach Al Hayachid Ibre Rebi Yehuda. Rebi Yehuda says you cannot be a group of one. You can't be, a, even if you uh, have a good appetite and you can eat a whole uh, whole sheep, uh, you don't uh, you don't make Koban Pesach only for one person. Yeah, you got to be part of a group. But Rebi Yehuda says, fine, right? Even just one person, you want to be alone? You can do it. And the flip side, if you have a hundred people, but the hundred people cannot eat a, an olive size, then no good. So you see, it's not about the number of people. If you have one person and he can eat the whole thing, that's fine. If you have a hundred people and they will not be able to eat the whole thing, or uh, alternatively, alternatively, that they no one in the group can eat a whole kezait, even if together they can consume the whole thing by everybody having half a kezait, no good, right? So it's not about the number of people. It's really just about how much each one can eat. Now, although all these three, three groups of people can join in a korban, but there has to be men in the, in the group also. You cannot have a group that's only women, slaves, and minors. The Gemara will discuss, is it all women or women and slaves? What if it's, you know, is it all the combination of all three or each individually? And we'll see why. Well, how do we know? What's the source for the biyuda that you cannot be alone uh, in bringing Korban Pesach? 
Be'ahad. A pasuk in Devarim that's actually talking about centralization of uh, worship that uh, you can't, you can, the next word is Be'ahad She'arecha. So it's that really, do, do not make a Koban Pesach in one of your gates, in one of your cities. Rather, you have to bring it to the central place, to the Mishkan. Um, everyone has to bring to the Mishkan. But if we just uh, repunctuate it and take off the word Bisharecha, then you can read it as, you cannot make a Pesach Be'achad alone. That's how he learned it. If you can eat the whole thing, then it's fine. You can be alone. If there are 10 people and you're not able to eat it, then no, no good. So here it's a similar. Mishnah said 100. Here he says 10. Um, so now to be say we challenge him. What is he going to do with the word one? Um, okay, it's really not such a question because it wasn't, it was very far from the Pashat to begin with. But so that's really what he answers. Um, so right, remember this that the Biose follows the Bishimon. And Gemara later is going to make reference to this, right? So they're a pair. Um, so he says, how do you know that someone uh, who makes a Koban Pesach on his own Bama, a Bama is a high place. It means that, you know, in your backyard, on your roof, you go and build a Mizbeach. This is what a Mizbeach looked like, had corners that you'd put, sprinkle the blood on. Uh, so if you go and make your own um, at, at a time when it's prohibited, there was a time when it was permitted before they built the Mishkan, uh, in Shiloh, people, everyone could make their own bamot. But once the Shemishkan was made, and then permanently, once the Bet Mikdash was built, and people, no, no one's allowed to have a bama anymore. So one at that time, if someone does make their own and, and performs Koban Pesach in their backyard, how do you know that that's a lotase? Because the Pasuk and the Varim, right, you may not do it in one of your cities. Okay, that's actually the pesh, peshat, the plain meaning of the Pasuk. Okay, what about when Bamot were permitted, right, before the Mishkan was, or between the one, the one uh, Mishkan and the other? How do you know that that, in that case, uh, can it be that that would be prohibited? No, only when everyone, all of Israel is going into one gate, that's how we, that's, that's what he does with the Ahad She'arecha. So when there, there is centralization, one place, one Bet HaMikdash, then it's permitted. But otherwise, it would be uh, prohibited. Otherwise, it would be permitted. And so that's what Rabbi Yosef does with that Pasuk. He leaves it um, alone as the Peshat. Okay, Rabbi Yudah, who used the word Ahat to teach that uh, you cannot perform it singly. What, how does he learn the law of centralization? Oh, he learns two things from the Pasuk, right? He's, uh, he's able to learn two things. Uh, usually the Gemara doesn't, but Bavli does not like learning two things from Pasuk. So this is an interesting case. So now question on Rabbi Shimon, why doesn't he agree with the way Rabbi Yehuda read it? Um, how does he know? To read it the way he read it, No, he doesn't want to use to mean that you can eat it singly because he has another pasuk, this one from Shemot, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd bet, that says, Each person 
according to what they can eat. Ish is single, uh, is uh, right, is uh, a single person. So you see that the Bishimon says one person, if he wants, if he can eat the whole thing, that's fine. He can bring Kuma Pesach on his own. Good. So now we have the Pesukim. Okay. Well, now we're going to have a contradiction. Is that true? The Biuda said that you cannot make Korban Pesach with just one person in the group. Let's say a woman alone wants to make her own Korban Pesach with nobody else. Uh, she has a good appetite. Uh, she is permitted. That's what it says in the Baraita. That's true for Pesach Rishon. Pesach Sheni, she has to be part of a group. She cannot do her own. That's the opinion of the Biuda. And he's saying, even regarding a woman, she can make her own Korban Pesach for Pesach Rishon. So certainly a man could also do, do so. No, you have the wrong girsa. Don't say as a single person, but change it to a noon. It's plural. Uh, he was actually teaching that uh, a group of women can make their own Korban Pesach. But that can't just be one person because one man, one woman cannot do a Korban Pesach according to the Biuda. Hold on, now you reinterpret it that way and you're going to run to another problem. Can you really make a group that's made up of only women to make a Korban Pesach? Mishnah just now, we just read it, says you cannot make a group of women, servants, or children. My love, nashim abadim Right? Doesn't that mean that each one separately, they cannot be a group of all just women, or a group of just servants, or a group of, of children? So that goes against that your reinterpretation of the previous baraita. No, what the Mishnah meant is you cannot make a group of all these three together, but each one alone would be okay. Why not these together? Nashim abadim mishum tiflut. Uh, women and servants, because it will lead to mixed dancing. Literally, this is you know it will they'll uh, you know they'll uh, they'll be too frivolous. mishum children and servants together. Uh, not no one's gonna to, to make sure that they're they're uh, uh, they're keeping uh, their moral uh, compass there. So that can lead to uh, pr- promiscuity, homosexual behavior. Okay, so that's why altogether is not good, but if it was only women or only slaves, that would be okay. Gufa. Now, now that you mentioned this opinion of Rabbi Yehuda here regarding women doing their own, so now we're going to go back and, and uh, cite the, uh, the full Baraita that actually shows that there's three different opinions regard, in this regard. Isha barishon asma. So Pesach Rishon, now we explained that this is talking about a group of women that um, that's okay. A group of women can do Pesach Rishon because they're chayavot. But Pesach Shani, if they didn't do Pesach Rishon, they're not really not so much chayavot in Pesach Shani. So they can't do it on their own, but they can join a group of others and uh, with, with men and that way and and and, and join Pesach Shani. That's uh, Rabbi Yehuda. He's like the in between opinion. Rabbi Yosef the is the most uh, we could call him pro-feminist. Uh, he says that Pesach Sheni a woman can do on her own, and of course Pesach Rishon. So he says both Rishon and Sheni a woman can do 
women, uh, women can do on their own, uh, on her own. So Rabbi Yosef would uh, therefore say it's basically the same law as men. Rabbi Shimon limits the uh, woman's participation the most, the big, the biggest limit, and says in the first Rishon, in the Pesach Rishon, they cannot make their own. They can join in with a group of men. And Pesach Shini, they cannot do it all. They can't even join in. They're totally not uh, Pesach Shini. They can't do Pesach Shini, so they can't even eat it. Nothing. Okay, so that's the least, and so the Buda is in the middle. Now, we're going to go through each of, each opinion and uh, cite how, uh, figure out how they interpret the Pesukim as proofs. Since uh, Pasuk in Shemot uh, Yudbet said you, ha- you have to register for a Korban according to the number of Nefashot. Nefashot is, uh, we understand, as a Nekeva, and that would include woman. So since it says nefashot, and this is Pesach Rishon, so even women are allowed to make their own Korban Pesach if they want. Now you'll say, well, the Pesach Sheni is usually the same as Pesach Rishon for most things. Now the Pasuk in Bimidbar 9 that uh, legislates Pesach Sheni says, if someone didn't do the Pesach Rishon and they should have, uh, you know, they had no reason to, then they bear their sins. And it says there, ha'ish ha'hu, um, if they neglected to bring the pes- Pesach Sheni. So you see that it's only an ish who gets a, a punishment for not bringing Pesach Sheni when he should have. Ish in, ishala. So therefore, a, a woman who does not have a chance to do Pesach Rishon, she was teme'a, uh, she does not have a makeup for Pesach Sheni. And that's where they learn it from Bemidbar. Wait a second. If she's excluded from Pesach Sheni, then she should not even be able to join. But Rabbi Uda said she can join a group of men doing Pesach Sheni. So why is that? Okay, the, the other Pasuk in Bemidbar 9 that says all the laws of second Pesach, Pesach Sheni are the same as Pesach Rishon. Okay, so that at least gives uh, some leeway to say, yes, a woman can join in. They just, they're not, they, have, they don't have the same full obligation like men, so they cannot do it on their own. Okay, so that's how Rabbi Yudah deals with the Pesukim. Rabbi Yoseh, my Tama, Rabbi Yoseh is the one that said, uh, basically their obligation is the same as men. My Tama, nefashot. So he has the same Pasuk. The word nefesh is nekeva. So that includes women also. And Pesach Sheni also their chayavot, because it says the word nefesh, right? A person that doesn't do Koban Pesach Sheni when they should have gets karet and says nefesh. So that includes women. Nefesh vafilu nashim. Okay, what's the Bible going to do with the word ha'ish that the Bible used to limit Pesach Sheni to women? No, ish is not as opposed to a, a, a woman, but rather ish as opposed to a child, right? Adult as opposed to a child. That if a child um, should have done Koban Pesach Sheni and didn't, uh, they do not get karet, or they should have done it, but they don't get the punishment of karet. All right, so he's able to uh, explain all the Pesukim. And now, Rabbi Shimon, the last opinion, that he's the most, he excludes women the most. There is a pasuk that says ish. We're not sure what pasuk he's talking about. We'll figure that, that out in a second. 
Now, maybe you'll say that a woman cannot even join a Pesach Rishon. No, the word that the previous two Tanaim used to say that women can totally participate, he doesn't use for full participation, but he does say that they can join in uh, to a group of men. Now, so how about the second one? Can they participate in a group of men for Pesach Sheni? Um, like they can do for Rishon. There's a pasuk that limits them. The same pasuk that the Yudah quoted, right, in, in, in Bemidbar, uh, that someone who should have done Pesach Sheni and doesn't gets Ikaret, uh, and it says they're Ish, so only a man, not a woman, and that, that's why they're totally excluded. Women are totally excluded from Pesach Sheni. Wait, so, and, and what is this Pasuk excluding them from? If it's excluding them from the uh, full obligation of Pesach Sheni, wait, they can't, women can't even do Pesach Rishon. So, of course, they can't do Pesach Sheni on their own. So, rather, it's uh, excluding them from even joining to, with another group. And that's why uh, they can join a group for Pesach Rishon, but not for Pesach Sheni. Now, my Ish to come out of Bishimon, you said they exclude women because of the word Ish. What, which ish, right? It com- comes up a lot of times. That every man should go and take uh, and choose a lamb designated as Kuban Pesach. No, we need that ish for a different reason. Uh, ish, not a, a man, not as opposed to a woman, but man as opposed to a child. A child cannot go and designate a, an animal, to a lamb to be Korban Pesach. So that he can't be talking about that ish. Rather, ish lefi ochlo. So maybe he's talking about the next pasuk in Shemot Yud Bet. Each 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 person according each man according to what he can eat. Remember, I told you to remember they're, they're the pairing here before, right? Right. So we beforehand we used ish to say that this is talking about a single individual that can we said it can be. He can, he can be uh, do a Kuban Pesach on his own. And so since Rabbi Yoseh follows Rabbi Shimon, makes sense Rabbi Shimon will follow Rabbi Yoseh. So both of them would use Ish for that, for that reason. And so Rabbi Shimon here, well, he can't use this Ish to say only men and not women. Because they needed to say that a single person uh, can, even a single person can make a Kuban Pesach. We'll learn two things from here, because if it was just to teach that a single person can make one, then it would have just said, but as the word, so there's really two phrases that we can use to derive two laws, and that's how he knows that only a man can make Korban Pesach um, uh, and uh, not a woman. They can join in, but they can't make their own. All right. Now, we have a statement that will be Whose opinion is he following? Uh, a woman has to, must, is obligated in Pesach Rishon. Pesach Sheni is optional. And it, and it overrides Shabbat. Now, now, question, what do you mean by he can override Shabbat? If it's optional, Pesach Sheni is optional, then how can it override Shabbat? So 
So okay, we just we didn't we didn't we didn't read it right. The docheta Shabbat is going on the Rishon. So since a woman must do Korban Pesach Rishon, then you even override Shabbat in order to prepare it. Like if the 14th is on Shabbat. Um, okay, so who was opinion is this? Yes, that would be the opinion, the first opinion of Biuda that uh, they can do their own Koban Pesach Rishon, but not Sheni. Very interesting line, right? You cannot, converts, converts can join Korban Pesach, but they can't be, the whole group can't be converts. Why? Because, you know, the zeal of converts, the, the converts are so uh, uh, meticulous that they're going to look for everything and then that they're going to be over meticulous and they're going to find things that just for reasons to disqualify that are not necessary. And so, uh, you know, you can't leave it all only to converse. <laughs> they're, they're too careful. No, so that's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, a lot of times actually we do, we do see that uh, converts are the most zealous for, for things. Tenora banan pesach masa umasa umaror barishon chova. Okay, a bit of a cryptic baraita that says Pesach Masah Maror for on the Rishon, meaning the first night of the holiday, are obligatory. Okay, that's easy enough. We know we have to eat all these three things on the first night. But after that, the shoot. What do you mean after that, the shoot? What, what Pesach is there? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Banashim Chova, or Banashim Reshut. But Rabbi Shimon says, for men, it's Chova, Nashim Reshut. So I guess he means on the first night, for men, it's chova. For nashim, even on the first night, it's a shoot. And afterwards, for everyone, everyone would agree that's a shoot. Okay, we're really not clear what this means. Ahaya What exactly is uh, are they referring to? Pesach. Pesach kol shiba If you're saying that the shoot is going on Pesach, wait, there is no Pesach on the other nights. Why would you say that afterwards is the shoot? And, and women don't have to do it after. There is no korban Pesach. Bela masal maror. If you mean that um, afterwards, in other words, you only have to eat Masa and Maror on the first night, you don't have to eat Masa and Maror on the, uh, and the rest of them. But then what are you going to do with the, with, the, with the rest of the Pasuk? That for women, it's the shoot, even on the first night, um, right? Is that what a Bishimon would say? Um, and uh, uh, okay, this is a proof that women must eat masa, and it seems that everybody would agree with this, it's, even though it's taught just by the Biel Azar. How do we learn it? Because the Pasuk says, do not eat chametz for seven days, eat upon it masot. So is the Pasuk relates the prohibition of chametz to the obligation of masa. So even though eating masa is a misvat aseh, shazaman gerama, right? It applies a certain time and something that you have to do, but they certainly are obligated in the law taaseh. So therefore, the, uh, the juxtaposition here teaches that anyone who may not eat chametz um, also must eat matzah. So women obviously cannot eat chametz, that's the law taaseh, and so therefore, they must eat masah. So what, is Rabbi Shimon disagreeing with this? Because that's what it would sound like if you say, that's talking about masah maror. Rabbi Shimon says, even on the first day, nashim don't have to eat masah, but that can't be the that can't be what he means. 
Pesach, Masa, Umador, Barishon, Chova. So this is really the right way to understand it. On the first day of Pesach, uh, yeah, everyone has to eat Pesach, Masa, Umador. On the rest of the days, then, um, uh, then this you don't have to eat. There is no Pesach, and you don't even have to eat Masal Maror, right? You can eat Masal all, all, all week long, but there's no obligation to eat Masal. That's Tanakama. And the Bishimon says, Bishimon Pesach Manashim Choba Benashim Reshut. And so he says, no, his clause is only going, going on Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach on the first day is Reshut for women. That's what his opinion was before, right? The Bishimon was the last opinion that was the most exclusionary of women. And so he says, women, even on the first, do not have, do not have to eat Korban Pesach. They can if they want. But Masa, that for sure they have to do. He agrees with the Biel Azad that women are chayavot in Masa. And so this is a good applicable today. We don't have Korban Pesach, so that, uh, that's a moot point. But the uh, eating Masa, uh, for sure, everyone is obligated in that, in, uh, that Misvah. Baruch Adonai Amen ve